Good morning and welcome to the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 239. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and it's Election Day in the USA. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Election Day Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Can't say that again for two more years, maybe four more years. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type Get HIPAA Compliance into the search, and join the group. We share HIPAA information there all the time. And we have one from my home state today, so this is going to be fun. Make sure you vote today. So if you're listening to this and you haven't voted yet, get out there and vote. It is super important for you to vote, and it is part of your civic duties to this country Good news for you is I don't have any more product, uh, cyber, Cybersecurity Awareness Month tips, so we're over that. There is still Cybersecurity Awareness Week coming up, and when that happens, we'll share more stuff. We have updates. Uh, Oracle released out-of-band security alerts for um, remote code execution vulnerability being tracked as CVE 2020-14750 in Oracle WebLogic server. Remote Attacker can exploit this vulnerability to take control of the affected systems. Um, there is a security alert on the Oracle website. So you should, if you use Oracle in your environment, you should check that out. Google Chrome did release another update. You should be on 86.0.4240.183 for all versions, all operating systems. Uh, it is a zero day, so it's already been exploited most likely. Well, there are actually 10 security vulnerabilities, including remote code execution, which is being exploited in the wild as we speak. So update Google Chrome immediately. Threat Post reports WordPress pushes out multiple flawed security updates. WordPress bungles critical security 5.5.2 fix and saves the face next day with 5.5.3. So if you are using WordPress, and auto update or you push the update um, and you went to 5.5.2 and then you're seeing issues then you should go to 5.5.3 well you should anyway um, there were some issues I think multiple issues reported with the 5.5.2 which included a which included well it included websites failing is what happened also on threat post unpatched zero day exploited in wild for sandbox ex escape google project zero disclosed a bug before a patch becomes available from microsoft which is not normal but high severity windows driver bug is being exploited in the wild as a zero day it allows local privilege escalation and sandbox escape sandbox if you don't know is a is an environment that allows for software to not um, interact, I guess, with, with the Windows operating system um, prevents these types of things from happening, but this particular zero-day um, can escape that. The security, the security vulnerability was disclosed by Google Project Zero, Zero just seven days after it was reported since cyber criminals are already exploiting it, according to researchers. 
the flaw being tracked to CVE 2020-170A7 has to do with the waste windows kernel cryptography driver CNG.sys processes input and output control IOCTL or IO control which is system call for device specific input output operations and other operations that cannot be expressed by regular system calls CNG-sys exposes a device slash CNG device to user mode programs and supports a variety of the IO controls with non-trivial input structures according to the bug report published on Friday. We have identified a vulnerability in the processing, processing of IO control 0x390400 reachable through a series of calls with specially crafted requests. An attacker can trigger a pool-based buffer overflow which leads to a system crash and opens the door for exploitation. The bug resides in the CNG exclamation CFG ADTP format property block function and is used is caused by a 16-bit integer truncation issue the project zero team explained the integer overflow occurs in line 2 and if source length is equal to or greater than 0x to AAB an inadequately small buffer is allocated from the non-paged pool in line 3 it is subsequently overflown by the binary to hex conversion loop in lines 5 to 10 by a multiple of six fi 65,536 bytes. So that's a lot of technical information to say a zero day is being exploited. Google has released that um, information to the to the world and hopefully Microsoft will t take care of that and so a week from today will be patch Tuesday. So hopefully it'll be handled then. Bleepy Computer, this I found interesting. Privacy-focused Brave browser grew over 130% in the past year. I use Brave, not exclusively, but I do use it, and I do like it. Brave Browser, the privacy-focused web browser, announced today that it grew in usage by over 130% in its first year of release of its stable version. On November 13, 2019, Brave Browser released its first stable version after it had already accumulated 8.7 million monthly active users and the 3 million daily active users during its beta period. Over the past year, Brave Browser saw an incredible 130% growth to reach 20.5 million active monthly active users and 8.7 daily active users. I would say I'm in the monthly active users, but maybe I'll start using it more. While Google Chrome still owns 69% of the browser market share, other browsers such as Firefox, Brave, and Microsoft are slowly chipping away at Chrome's share as they introduce new features or increased privacy, which is probably if I had to guess the selling point at this point so Google builds builds its business on advertising so in order to advertise it you know collects information well people don't want to share that information anymore so introducing brave and then you have Microsoft Edge and Firefox catching up as well because um, they offer more privacy um, features. So what's interesting to me here is I've been, you know, loosely watching the browser share over the years and going back probably, I don't know, 10 years maybe. And Google at one time was probably in the 75 to 80% range and it has dropped. That should tell you something. Uh, Bleep Computer GitHub breaks site layout after forgetting to renew certificate. Um, this should serve as warning to anybody who 
manages certificates, make sure you don't forget when they expire. This morning, GitHub's pristine layout finished off the repository in what looks like a missed on the company's part in renewing an SSL certificate. Soon, reports emerged all over the internet from users who had to endure a broken GitHub experience. The expired certificate prevented numerous resources like images, JavaScript, and CSS style sheets from correctly loading it on GitHub. Masir Rahman Siddiqui, a web developer, tweeted to GitHub, Seriously, your CDN's SSL expired? How on earth is that possible? Well, you know what? Um, it happens more than you think. Content delivery networks comp comprise distributed sets of servers separate from the main website server, which are strategically placed at different geographical locations, and that's so that things load faster for you. This is done to optimize performance, speed, and delivery of content like videos, images, and other web resources. For example, while the main GitHub server may be hosting the text you can read on the website, the images, style sheets, and JavaScript files may be coming from a completely separate CDN server depending on your location and other factors. Because HTTPS colon slash slash github.com is hosted on a secure server with a valid SSL certificate, the website would not automatically pull images from a CDN with an expired SSL certificate without throwing warnings or in some cases breaking the website's UI altogether. This is called mixed content problem. And it does happen more often than you would think. Um, so that has been um, that has been fixed. New new certificate was deployed. And that certificate now, because they've changed the rules for SSL certificate, will expire next November. Uh, th I forget the number. I think it's 393 days now, something like that. Weird, some weird number. It's just over a year. Bleeping Computer reports gold seller JM Bullion hacked to steal customers' credit cards. Precious metal online retailer JM Bullion has disclosed a data breach after their site was hacked to include malicious scripts that stole customers' credit card information. JM Bullion is an online retailer of gold, silver, copper, platinum, and palladium products, including coins and bullion. According to a notice of data security incident sent to customers, JM Bullion's website was hacked in the middle of February 2020 when a malicious script was added to the site. So this happened nine months ago. So the malicious scripts were present present on the site between February 18th and July 17th, so they didn't know for five months, and caused any submitted payment information to be sent to a remote server under the attacker's control. So if you purchased anything on JM Bullion's website between February 18th and, Jan and July 17th of this year, your information was probably exposed. MageCard attack, we've talked about those many times. They install JavaScript codes that steal credit card information from people on the e-commerce website. And we do have a HIPAA enforcement to talk about right here in New Haven, Connecticut, the city of New Haven, Connecticut has agreed to pay $202,400 financial penalty to the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights to resolve a HIPAA violation case. An OCR investigation was launched in May of 2017 following receipt of data breach notification from New Haven on January 24, 2017. OCR investigated where the data or whether the data breach was linked to potential violations of HIPAA rules. During the investigation, during the investigation, OCR discovered the New Haven Health Department had terminated an employee on July 27, 2016, during her probationary period. The former employee returned to the New Haven Health Department on July 27, 2016, with her union representative and used her work key to access her old office, where she locked herself inside with her union rep. 
While her in her office, the former employee logged onto her computer using her username and password and copied information from her computer onto a USB drive. She also removed personal items and documents from the office and then exited the premises. A file on the computer contained a protected health information of 498 patients, including names, addresses, dates of birth, race, ethnicity, gender, and sexually transmitted disease test results. That file was downloaded onto the USB drive. The actions of the former employee were witnessed by an intern. OCR investigators also determined that the former employee had shared her login credentials with an intern, also continued to use those credentials to access PHI and the network after the employee had been terminated. Had the New Haven Health Department deactivated the former employee's login credentials at the time of her termination, a data breach would have been prevented. If all users had been given their own unique login credentials, it would have been possible to accurately determine the system activity of each individual and identify their interactions with electronic protected health information. OCR concluded that between December 1, 2014 and December 31, 2018, HIPAA privacy rule policies and procedures had not been implemented. New Haven not imp had not implemented procedures for terminating access to EPHI when the employment of or other arrangement with a workforce member ends and New Haven had failed to assign unique usernames and passwords to track user identity. An accurate organization-wide risk assessment had not been performed to identify the potential risks and vulnerabilities to the confidentiality, integrity, and availability, also known as the CIA triad, of electronic protected health information, and there had been an impermissible disclosure of PHI 498 individuals. In addition to the financial penalty, the City of New Haven has agreed to adopt a corrective action plan to address all areas of noncompliance. OCR will monitor the City of New Haven for HIPAA compliance for two years from the date of resolution agreement. Medical providers need to know who in the organization can access patient data at all times. When someone's employment ends, so must their access to patient records, said OCR Director Roger Severino. Never one to mince words. The settlement is the fourth to be announced by OCR in October of 2020 and the 15th HIPAA financial penalty of 2020, which, by the way, is the most of any year since they started doing this. That is going to do it for the product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow... Stay healthy, stay safe, stay secure, and make sure you vote today.